Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Two days in a row. That must be for Michelle Gums, Alvin Soto. Good morning from the left ventricle. Josie Mendoza Geller, Alyssa O'Connor. It's too many y'all. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8:01 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Now, Alyssa O'Connor is here. Oh my God. 
You know what's crazy about it? I so you guys know that that clap is for all of us. It's for you, it's for me, it's for Monica, it's for Norma Peterson, it's for everybody here. Maria Chirito, good morning to you too as well. It's for all of us, but the claps are for the world. They really are. They're for the world today. We hope that you guys are all having a blessed, positive, motivating, and happy Thursday morning. Hopefully you got your tea or your coffee or your salted caramel latte. I know what some of y'all drink. Some of us, we've drank coffee together in the morning. Remember that? Hey! All right, so uh, let's do this like this. I have, I got news about the Wabanzi Community College and their president, Christine Sobeck, that I'm going to deliver to you guys. But before I get into that, let me tell you about the weather. Uh, it is 49 degrees outside with a high of 54 degrees, and that should be reached at about uh, noon. And we expect sunny conditions as well. Uh, a little bit of partly cloudiness up until 11 a.m. But once again, the high will be 54 degrees today. Damn. I know what y'all thinking. You know what? Bam, I'm going to put the shorts on. I'm going to get my flip-flops. It's not that warm, brah. Uh, and who knows? With our schizophrenic weather here in the Midwest, well, I'm not going to preface it with anything. I'm not going to jinx us. Let's just have a nice beautiful, sunshiny, partly cloudy day. How about that? Let's just do that, right? Yeah. Monica, how are you feeling today? I'm good today. I think the weather made me happy. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it is, uh, it's enlightening. Mm -hmm. You know, you wake up and everything. So I was, here's the thing about me. I was running slightly late today, which is a, uh, not a thing I do often, but I was running slightly late. And I, I come out the house, take the trash out, go into the garage. And like, I only had on a sweater and like some sweatpants. I was like, yo, this is, feels good. It feels good. I can see the sun rising up a little bit and everything felt really good. Um, so kind of like Monica, my spirits as well are affected by the weather. Now, if you guys have been listening to the show long enough, you know that I love my gloomy weather. The darker and cloudier and gloomier and, and foreboding the weather is the happier i get i love it when it's gloomy am i the only one i think so damn okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right good morning to everybody once again now let me get into the news that i have for you Alyssa ocon i said hi to you but let me say hi to you again what's up Alyssa? all right after now check this out you guys i'm gonna tell you this story here because i want to shout out the wabonzi community college i want to shout out the beacon and i can kill two birds with one stone after the wabonzi community college faculty council issued a vote of no confidence against president christine sobeck just last month claiming state and federal COVID 19 mandates were not being strictly followed inside the college building Christine Sobeck responded by saying there have been few cases of the virus on campus and the coronavirus protocols are being observed. She sat down with the Beacon to discuss how the campus is complying with state and local COVID-19 safety protocols. Uh, President of the Faculty Council, Jean McDonald, said faculty leaders have been bargaining with the college's administration, which has asked for teachers to fully return to in-person learning for the spring semester. The faculty union has been bargaining over the schedule. To determine if some instructors can continue teaching online only after some said they have health concerns themselves or have children and elderly family members at home. So according to Christine Sobeck, the college has been working on the COVID-19 response for 20 months and that while it's been a work in progress, prog damn. I know what you're thinking. How did he mess up progress, right? It's just, okay, here we go. Let's try that again. And while it has been a work in progress, she feels staff and students are ready to return fully to campus. She said recent student surveys show students want the option to return to in-person learning and said the campus will also continue offering online courses. According to Jean McDonald, any faculty member who does not want to return to in-person classes has to file a request for accommodation and then will not be permitted to enter any campus buildings during the spring semester. Damn. Since the start of the pandemic, according to Christine Sobeck, the campus of roughly 10,000 people 
Around 8,500 students has had no outbreaks of COVID-19 and has seen 86 cases in total. Quote, we've had very low rates of positive cases, only about 1%. When we think our campus is safe, we think our, about our numbers and the metrics demonstrate that close quote. Congratulations to our friends of the Wabanzi Community College. And I wanted to read that article because education is key and also we promote um we promote safety and public health on this show and we like to promote and highlight people who are doing things right when it comes to uh the vaccines and being vaccinated unfortunately unfortunately there appears to be what i would call a a deluge the word of the day is deluge monica if you'd be so kind uh there has been a deluge of misinformation and bad stuff when it comes to vaccines when it comes to being vaccinated and when it comes to the overall health care of one's family now i would like to think that all of our listeners are responsible good natured wholesome folks um and protect themselves and their families and i hope that you guys do and i know a lot of you guys do so let's keep it up when it comes to public safety folks the time is 807 a.m hey once again do not forget that this weekend vanessa rodriguez aguirre what is up how are you today how are you good to see you good to see you all right um so i think that we can, um, I think that we can talk about something extraordinary here. Uh, oh, I was going to First Friday. Yes, First Friday is coming up. Can you spell the word? D-E-L-U-G-E. Mm-hmm. Um, First Friday is coming up tomorrow. Coco Crawl. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening downtown with the Coco Crawl. All of the crawlers will be crawling around for the Coco. And uh, it should be really good. We should see a lot. We should see a lot of good things. Now, if you guys are going to go out there, please have some fun. Have some fun. Have some cocoa. Enjoy yourselves. And, uh, yeah, make sure that you can have um, a good time. There's the button and the mug. You need the mug to participate, and you need the button to receive any, any adult-themed beverages. Ooh, tasty. All right. So you guys are going out tomorrow, right? Will I see you anywhere? Let me know where you shall be in the chat. The time is 8.09 a.m. All right. Moving right along. Once again, I'm going to tell you about the cameras. $1.2 million federal grant for more security cameras in downtown Aurora. Bless you, Monica. What the? You all right? Thank you. Super sneeze right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, $1.2 million federal grant for more security cameras in downtown. City officials were notified they have been awarded the money as part of the federal corridor improvements for rebuilding distressed communities. Alex Alexandru, Aurora's chief management officer, said the city is likely to see the money at the beginning of 2022. He said the city applied for the grant about four months ago, thanks to work done between the city's grant writer, information technology department, the mayor's office of economic development, and the Aurora Police Department. Very good. Okay, uh, officials identified about 40 locations where the city could use new or upgraded cameras. They include parking areas and transit areas. Uh, according to Mr. Alexandru, the additional security would go to good use with more and more attractions coming downtown, bringing more and more people. So as attractions continue, safety, safety, the word of the day is deluge, but safety is always paramount. So remember that you guys. Okay. Anna Sierra says she can't wait. Anna, or uh, excuse me, Alyssa says getting ready to clock in soon. Busy season. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah, Alyssa. Well, you know what, Alyssa? If you can listen to us while you're working, awesome. But if you got to clock out and clock in, have a good day over there. Alyssa O'Connor is a friend of the show, and she has been down. Who is the grant from? That is from Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Well, Vanessa, let's see here. The grant, it's a federal grant. Uh, it's a federal grant and part of the Federal Corridor Improvements for Rebuilding Distressed 
communities. So our wonderful government gave us this money. Ha <laughs> ha. Kathy Logue Brizel is watching. Good morning to you, Kathy. <laughs> Gloria Gerardo. What else for me? Did I mess it up? That was when you laughed about Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brissa, good morning to you. And Saul. Saul, good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. See you guys. Okay. Now, the weather is going to be great. That's right, Vanessa. So check this out. Last thing I'll say about these cameras. The city is unsure at this point if it will bid for new cameras or add it onto a contract the city already has for security cameras throughout the town. Uh, when the city recently purchased cameras for the Downer Place parking garage, it did so with an eye toward getting equipment that is compatible with the court with the current software. Excuse me. Uh, according to Mr. Alexandru, one of our goals is to consolidate and stabilize our systems. Very, very good information. So get ready for more security cameras out there. Get ready for more stuff but as mr alexandru said that means that the city is moving ahead lots and lots more stuff is coming and i'm looking forward to next year i'm looking forward to a lot of outdoor activities uh because good morning let me tell you something listen ah. good morning aurora we'll show you things next year that you have never seen i promise you that you will look and say, did you see what Good Morning The second largest city, they did what? Yes. Stay tuned. All right, Monica, now I will, Imran Khan, good morning to you, sir. And Mark Hogan is here, the proprietor of Tavern on Broadway. What is up, Mark? Good to see you. Okay. Monica, if you would be so kind, please. Can you take us to a commercial? Oh, we had a commercial. And let us know what's happening on the local tip. All right. Good morning and happy Thursday. Here are your local headlines. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. And I'll be posting our YouTube link in our chat. Saturday, December 11th from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. You can find Santa and Pizza at the same time in Aurora. There will be a great fundraiser for Judge Bianca Camargo at Mike and Denise's Pizzeria located at 1660 North Farnsworth Avenue. The price is $15 for adults and $8 for children, and that price includes pizza and soft drinks. Support our officials in a great Aurora restaurant on Saturday, December 11th. Because Santa loves Aurora so much, he will be making a ton of appearances here in the second largest city. Santa will be at the Millennium Plaza Gazebo on South, on Saturday, December 4th, 11th, and 18th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on each date. Come take pictures with jolly old St. Nick and get your chance to ask him for Christmas gifts in person. Save the date. Rosary High School will be featuring breakfast with Santa this Sunday from 8.30 to 11.30 a.m. There will be Christmas crafts. Kids can take photos with Santa and much more. Rosary High School is located at 901 North Edgelon Drive. The price is $7 for adults and children ages 6 and up are $3. Children under 6 are free. Bring the family out for some fun. All right. All right. Damn, go Monica, they saying in the chat. What? Holla. <laughs> Hit the. So Y'all clap okay. for Monica. Y'all clap for my. Yeah. Word up. Yay! Okie dokie. Michelle Gum says she may need two buttons. She will be there. Shoot a text and let you know where you land tomorrow. Not a problem, Michelle. Not a problem. We will hit you up. We will text you. Because, you know you know what? I'm going to just leave it like, yes, we will text you. Monica, what you got there? Damn, you got some joints. You guys can't see on the camera, but I uh, am indulging in a couple of marshmallows. The interesting thing about marshmallows... You forget they exist until Christmas time. And then it's all, oh, put them in the hot cocoa. Put them in the this, put them in the that. Marshmallows are so good. All right. So moving right along, you guys, moving right along. I have some news here from, uh, from friends. And Monica, just to let you know, this qualifies as that thing that we call... 
right. State Representative Mara Hershauer invites local veterans to a free veterans breakfast at VFW Post number 6791-431 North Neltner Boulevard in West Chicago. That'll be December 9th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Representative Hershauer invites local veterans to share their thoughts on legislation and how it affects military veterans, their families, and communities. Uh, and RSVP is encouraged by today at the latest. 331-465-9691. Or you can go to www.repmaura49.com. I uh, want to say shouts out to State Representative Mara Hershauer representing District 49 here in our great state of Illinois. Okay. Uh, now, folks, are we on camera? Um, folks, I want to I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you just briefly. I want I want to tell you something. I got got a little bit of news for you today. How you guys doing? Hey. All right. Yeah, how y'all doing? The, the morning crew is here. You see us. Y'all see it. Um, I want to talk to you guys just about a couple of, uh, of local things, and I want you guys to keep your eyes open, please. Uh, stay, stay tuned and focus on what I'm about to tell you about. Um, as you, if you are downtown again, excuse me, if you're downtown and you're at the intersection of Broadway and Galena, Please, please, please take a look at the terminal building. Uh, that's the large building that's under renovation right there on the corner, right across from the city's government building. I think that's one South Benson, or excuse me, Broadway. But take a look at the terminal building. Look at how much it's progressed. Look at it. Check it out. That building is really coming to life and development there uh, has really accelerated. So the next time you're there, if you're sitting at the light and you're going what would be never you're going east on Galena, it would be on your left hand side. Take a look. Look up. See what's going on at that building. Lots of great things are happening. I want to take a, uh, a, a moment just to plug in a friend of the show here, Mr. Harish. Uh, Harish is doing a lot of great things in the city at APS Training Academy, are friends of ours. Uh, give them a shout out. We're going to make a post later on today about their um, the work that they do and their activities at the building. Uh, but please get to know the uh, terminal building. Take a look because it's really changed and it's really improved. And there's going to be a lot of activity on that corner once it gets squared away. Um, now, in addition to that, you guys, there's some more things that are taking place on Broadway as well. Cottonseed Creative Exchange is no longer at 8 North Broadway. They are in a pop-up fashion, uh, still doing things with vendors, but they are going to come back in a brand new location very, very soon to support our friends of Cottonseed Creative Exchange. Also, our friends of Alive in Aurora. Um, they are also taking part in tomorrow's Cocoa Crawl. So they will be open from 6 to 8 p.m. 6 to 8.30 p.m. will be their time to come through there and get some cocoa as well. If you're not familiar with uh, a live teen center, it's uh, 78 South LaSalle Street, um, right across the street from Crystal House. And they're great people, great friends of ours. Shout out to Gabriel Bradford, Addie Rubio, and Casey Chitwood, who's a fellow Rotarian. The time is now 8.20 a.m. Ooh, yikes. Yay! Okay, you guys, moving right along, moving right along. Got some news about Aurora City Council and the budget. Uh, so the Aurora City Council recently just looked at a half billion dollar budget. Oh, huh? What happened? We live? Our commercial? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, good. Ah! Shout out to Monica. She knows what's happening all the time. Monica's in the mix now, y'all. She knows even if I even if I forget the protocol, Monica is ready for it. Like you know, this time we do. Okay, thank you, Monica. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Um, the Aurora City Council 
recently looked at a half billion dollar budget uh, for 2022 that tries to recover some items put off during the past two years due to the coronavirus pandemic. The proposed budget is about $529 million when carryovers from the 2021 budget of $39.5 million are taken into account. That would be at about an increase of 20 Excuse me, that would be about a 20% increase from 2021. The actual spending plan for 2022 anticipates about $491 million in expenses with about $498 million in revenue. That makes the budget for the year balanced, and that's according to Mr. Chris Minnick, Aurora's Chief Financial Officer. Okay, it goes on. Uh, many of the things are in, many of the those things in infrastructure projects such as road work or sewer work and water were delayed during pandemic budgets of 2020 and 2021. Uh, Chris Minnick said that it's because the city is it's because with the city asking for the same dollar amount about 84.6 million. Uh, tax rate should also go down with an increase in assessed value expected. So the basic taxpayer should pay a little less to the city in property taxes. Um, the main levy from the city would total about $79.4 million with another $5.2 million levied separately for the debt. Now, the council's finance committee recently recommended the 2022 budget and the 2021 tax levy and sent it to the December 7th City Council Committee of the whole meeting, um, and it passed. Shouts out. Okay. Now, now I think we can do a little, a little something new. Um, Monica, I want you to help me give these people a tour. Because I think things have changed here in our studio. I want you guys to see some of the new things that we've got. If you guys are just tuning in, we have this wonderful vintage uh, piece of flair. This is an uh, enlistment sign or poster. And it was given to us by our friend of the show, Tracy Duran. So check that out, you guys. And as you can see, this is our wall of fame here. Can it can it go down a little more that way? Tad bit. This is our wall of fame here, you guys. And if you send us anything on Good Morning Aurora, awesome. We will post it. Now, right here, I want to show you guys something. Right here, this piece of artwork was given to us by Elizabeth French, who is a friend of the show. And it has a hand ringing a bell. Um, this is a great piece of artwork, and Elizabeth French is a great friend of the show. We interviewed her. She's a local artist. If you see Elizabeth French anywhere out there, please let her know that you heard about her or saw her artwork on Good Morning Aurora. We do try to be a place uh, where artists can shine and share with us. And if you yourself are an artist or you know the Beacon Bell, thank you, Tracy. That's exactly what it is. You took my piece down? No, Jen Ingram. Jen Ingram, no. No, we didn't take your piece down. The camera can only go so far. We got your piece. I can't believe. Yo, Jen Ingram, never that. Never that. Okay. Um, so, and Jen Ingram is here, and she lets us know about something else that's breaking news. Art Bazaar at 1 East Benton is part of Coco Crawl, and it's taking place Saturday and Sunday as well. So December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, Art Bazaar is going to be held at uh, Gallery 1904. Uh, lower level of 1 East Benton. That's the old Aurora Public Library. All right. Happy Thursday. Tracy Duran is here. Good morning, everyone. We're a little bit closer to the weekend. Yes, we are. Good morning to you, Jen Ingram. Thank you, veterans. Uh, we appreciate the vets. And I have a message. I have the message uh, about the, the vets, too, that I'm going to deliver to you guys here momentarily. Josie Mendoza-Geller, please consider eating some pizza on Thursday today. To support the band program, 20% of what you order will go directly to the band boosters. Make sure you mention your order is for the EA band. Thank you, Josie. Now, you know what? This seems like a perfect time. Support EA band today at Little Pops Pizza. Where's Little Pops? I've never heard of Little Pops. Little Pops Pizza? I've never heard of that. This is my first time hearing that. Little Pops? What the hell? Tracy Duran. Okay, um, now, 
What was I going to tell you guys about? Oh, it's about the veterans. But before I get to that, I want to give a quick shout out and a plug to our friends of the AEEF and the A-plus Foundation, the Aurora East Educational Foundation and the A-plus Foundation representing Aurora's West Side District 129. Uh, we were recently able to take part in their, um, their great fundraising night, I believe it was, which was... Uh, Tuesday night? Yeah, that was Tuesday night of this week, and it was at Spartan House. Um, thank you very much to Bill Diligianis for inviting us out there. Um, we really had a great time, and it was awesome to take part and see what the organization does. Uh, shouts out to Dr. Jennifer Norell, and shouts out to, I think, Carrie. I don't remember her last name, but she's the president of Waldo Middle School. If anybody here knows the president, or not the president, the principal. The, yeah, she was the principal, right? The principal. See, that's why I got Monica. If I mess it up, Monica can help a brother out. Uh, she's the principal of Waldo Middle School. Shouts out to her as well. If anybody knows who she is, if you know her as a person, Josie, I think you might know her. Text her. Text her, please, and say that Good Morning Aurora says good morning to you. Thank you, and we hope you have an awesome and powerful day. And shouts out to all of our teachers out there. Kelly Hills. Kelly Hills, yes. Thank you. Who gave us that? Josie. Josie. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Hills. Yes. Um, somebody, Josie, whoever, send her a text and just let her know that Good Morning Aurora says good morning to you. Thank you very much. And shouts out to you as well. All right. Pops Pizza Express, 3015 East New York Street in Aurora. Dora Sanchez, got to get you fire artwork. Thank you very much. I was uh, wearing your shirt just the other day. Okay. Aisha Saxon is here. Nicole Astra, good morning to you as well. So many people. So many people. All right. Uh, now, Monica, take me to a commercial real quick, please. Because I'm going to deliver a little piece of news for these folks. And give it to them now the best way I can. And since we're kind of on the subject of food, I guess I'll keep going with food. All right. Rosary High School in Aurora holding its pancake breakfast with Santa from 830 to 1130 uh, this Sunday, 901 North Edge Lawn Drive. Pancakes, sausage, coffee, orange juice, and water. Yes, participants will be able to write and color a letter to Santa and get a photo taken with Santa as well. The cost is $7 for adults and $3 for children 6 to 12. Children 5 years old and younger get in for free. Rosary High School is a Catholic college prep high school for young women in Aurora, sponsored by the Dominican Sisters of Springfield, Illinois. Awesome. All right, Maria Chirito, you awesome person. You are the greatest. Hi, Maria. Good to see you. Um, check this out. Now, I, 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 you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really appreciate something like this. State Representative Barbara Hernandez is hosting a politics and pastries event as part of a teenage girl empowerment event series from 4 to 5 p.m. Wednesday, December 15th at Alive in Aurora, 78 South LaSalle Street. Mentorship was, excuse me, quote, mentorship was a critical component of my upbringing, and I was lucky enough to have several mentors who provided me with guidance and encouragement in my various endeavors. I am thrilled to serve as a mentor to the next generation and talk with them at our politics and pastries event about trying new things, staying connected with your passions, amen to that, and personal and academic development. Close quote. Now, this event is part of a girl empowerment series run by Alive Aurora. At the event, Barbara Hernandez will discuss why she decided to get involved in public service and participants will be able to make desserts as they listen and ask questions. This event is designed for teen girls age, or excuse me, in grades six through 12. It's free and requires no registration. Absolutely wonderful. For more information or to RSVP, contact Barbara Hernandez's office by calling 630-270-1848. I know that number by heart. The number is 630-270-1848. All right. So moving right along, moving right along. DuPage 2022 Forest Preserve permits are on sale. Annual permits for the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County's off-leash dog areas, private watercraft. Stand-up paddle boards, model crafts, and the archery range. I love archery. 
Anybody else like archery? Anybody? No? Y'all don't like archery? Once upon a time in my life... Fun. Huh? It sounds fun. It, it is fun. Oh, man, it's very therapeutic and relaxing. Um, once upon a time in my life, I was a Boy Scout. Yeah, for like two weeks. It was real cool. Um, all right. Purchase can be made online at www.dupageforest.org or by calling 630-933-7248. Active military personnel, veterans, and anyone 65 or older are eligible for one free annual permit per household. A lot of veteran news today, and that must be because... That must be because I have some veteran stuff that I'm going to deliver to these people uh, a little bit later on. The time is now 8.31 a.m. Monica, please, please, if you would be so kind, local noticias, por favor. Oh, wait, hold on. Scratch that up. Hopefully. Did you guys see Buenos Dias Aurora yesterday? Did you see who was on Buenos Dias Aurora? We had the proprietor of McCarty Mills, Dora Sanchez Soto, and it was an absolutely wonderful interview. We talked about a lot. We, she explained a lot to us, and she brought us coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. That was much appreciated. Monica, thank you, Dora. Over, thank you, Dora. Monica, over to you. Wednesday, December 8th at Blackberry Farms, there will be a nighttime holiday express, an evening of jolly holiday fun. This will be held from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Blackberry Farms is located at 100 South Barnes Road in Aurora. Holiday train rides, a visit with Santa, holiday crafts, and a Polar Express readings. Awesome! You won't want to miss this. This is brought to us by the Aurora Public Library, Fox Valley Park District, and many other great sponsors. The team of Indivisible Aurora will be holding a ribbon cutting for their community fridge this Friday, December 3rd. This is a long anticipated project by the team of Indivisible Aurora. The, the event has been shared on our Facebook page. There's a helpful and fun family event coming up for the month of December, working with great sponsors and community partners. The Neighbor Project and Aurora FEC, the Financial Empowerment Center, We'll provide information and more resources for free at this event. The date is December 11th, and the event will be from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at 1 East Benton Street. Santa will also be on hand for cool holiday photos. Health resources will be provided by our friends of VNA Healthcare as well. Please help spread the word and come out to this great event. There will be food, a DJ, and many great vendors. Our friends of Valley Doyle here in downtown have a great lineup of live acoustic dinner music Wednesdays through Sundays. John Clatt will be the featured artist Wednesday through Saturday. Guitarist John Clatt rounds up 100 years of popular music for an eclectic show that includes music from every decade since the 1920s. Saturday the 4th will be a grateful duo, followed by Dan Halfield on Sunday the 5th. Valley Doyle also has a great New Year's Eve party coming up as well. With this end up, which is the name of the group, party favors, decorations, champagne toast, and late night breakfast buffet all included with your ticket. Seating on first come, first served basis. Doors to the showroom open at 7 p.m., but come early for cocktails and appetizers at the Valley Doyle Pub, which is open all day. Tickets are $25. For more information on all music dates at Valley Doyle, visit the link that I'll be sharing on, in our chat. Our friends of Java Plus are hosting a great event, event called Christmas at the Coffee Shop on Saturday, December 11th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Vendors, coffee, holiday delights, and a whole lot more. Java Plus is located at 1677 Montgomery Road in Aurora. Come out and support local for the holidays. Also, Java Plus on December 17th will be a great musical event with salsa band called Impacto Boricua. Uh-oh. This will be a live event and will feature the tastiest thing you ever heard of. Coquito eggnog lattes. Ooh! Alto Grande Puerto Rican coffee will also be served. 
This event will be held from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Come on out for Dancing and Coffee at Java Plus. That's right. Dancing and Coffee at Java Plus. Impacto Boricua. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, look, I don't know what y'all going to do, but go ahead. Get your dance on. Because that's, that's salsa music, I think, right? We got any Boricuas in the, in the chat? Where my Boricuas at in the chat? Do we got Boricuas in the chat? I think that's salsa music is that. And that's where you know. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm <laughs> like, stick what you're doing, bro. You just do the news. Lead the singing to us. Lead the singing to us. All right. Angelica Guzman, good morning to you. Renee Cruz, judge, what is happening to all of you great, wonderful, beautiful, motivated, strong, passionate, and caring people? So one of the things that I want you to know about here before I get back to uh, what I'm doing, Anna C shout out to Anna Sierra though. Anna Sierra keeps me. Anna Sierra. Yeah. Shout out to Anna Sierra. You know what, Anna? It's all good. All right. Java. Maria Chirito. Oh, Maria's Puerto Rican. Oh. So that is that correct now? That would be the kind of music, right, Maria? Uh, salsa. That's the like the main staple and have you ever heard of impacto boricua um yeah i think we might have to see what's yeah. good with that see what's good yeah it sounds like very awesome yeah sounds sounds like a lot of fun a lot of fun all right um and as monica told you guys and mentioned java plus is located at 1677 uh montgomery road so basically it's over there it's real close to Wabanzi high school uh right around the corner from rush copley actually salsa and merengue oh snap yeah. Wait till y'all see me on the dance floor. Oh, what? He can dance too? <laughs> like, hell yeah. Impacto is awesome. Thank you very much, Dora. Okay, you dear people. Now, before I go on, I want to say something in the spirit of togetherness. The time is 8.38 a.m. Um, yesterday on the show, and I'm, I'm highlighting this because I, I care and it means a lot to me. Yesterday on the show uh, on Buenos Dias Aurora, you know, we had... And we have had majority, uh, the majority of our Latino speakers have been Mexican. But for a, a friend of mine, where we were sitting back and having a glass of wine, and and I told him that you know it's open to all of the Latino community because as Dora mentioned yesterday, which was very important to hear, it's like there are a lot of nuances and differences in, in language and location and region. The Spanish from an Ecuadorian could not be, you know, it might be a little bit different than a person from Mexico. But anyway, the message and getting the word out is the exact same. So with that being in mind, please, if you know somebody whose message could uh, stand to be heard and it's in Spanish, let us know. And good morning or Buenos Dias, Aurora, and we will, uh, we will shout that out and do our very best to capture that story. Okay, now, this is the point of the story where Monica goes to class and at this time we want to say no nah, you know i'm gonna move over there. i'm gonna come okay. over there yeah at this time we want to let monica know that we appreciate her and we hope that she has a fantastic day all right all right all right that's right Ah, once upon a time on live radio, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day, Monica. Thank you, Monica. Go make a difference. Monica, have a fabulous day. Have a great day, Monica. Damn, look at the, look at the, what yeah, the yeah. Thank you, everyone. Man, <laughs> comments blowing up. Got that. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. Have a good one, Monica. All right, you guys. All right, all right, all right. So a couple more things to talk about, a couple more pieces of news and information to deliver to you wonderful people. And I'll give you my message of the day uh, towards the end here when we get things popping. All right, check this out, guys. Now, um, the December museum card is available, but only until December 16th in the museum card. See you this weekend. Awesome. The museum card is uh, from the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Up to four people can use it. And constituents voted on the number one place to go. And it is the Shedd Aquarium. So the Shedd Aquarium is highlighted by the Office 
for you to visit with yourself and your family. If you haven't been to the Shedd Aquarium, please check it out. It's a really an awesome place. Um, and so much is shown there and has been shown there over the years. I personally have always liked the Shedd Aquarium. Um, I am also a museum of science and industry guy. The Field Museum is probably my absolute number one favorite. Um, but the Shedd, the Shedd Aquarium is great. If you like aquatic animals, look no further, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you guys. So, um, well, as it's 8.41 a.m., holy cow, man, the time is just, time is just flying. Time is just flying. I swear, every time we do this, it's like I look and it's 8.10, and then the next thing you know, it's uh, it's 8.40 or something like that, and I've only got a limited, a limited amount of time and everything. Um, but... For you guys who have just discovered Good Morning Aurora and just now tuning in, I want you. I want to say thank you very much for checking us out. Thank you very much for joining us here, and uh, we really appreciate it. I was talking to Josie on Tuesday, it was, and we're trying to build a community. You know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel because Aurora already has a, a great community full of good people, but... Before Good Morning Aurora, there was not really anything that was consistently bringing all sides together. And I, I like to think that Good Morning Aurora uh, kind of pioneered that, kind of started doing that and was kind of the first to do that. And, you know, with that being said, one of the ways that we do it is by bringing on people who are not like ourselves. That's the point. So we bring in members of the Latino community. We bring in artists and painters. We 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 it ranges. You have a Michelle Gums, you have a Jen Ingram, you have a Dora Sanchez Soto, and you have a Linda Holmes. And um only by doing that can you truly get everybody's story. Because one of the things that I always wanted to break down, I always wanted to eliminate, I always wanted to get rid of some people have access and some people don't. Some people can get in, some people can't. Some people can take part, other people can't. And it's all based on who you know and if that person likes you. That's not, that's dead. Those days are over, over. And hopefully together as with yourself as listeners and us um, here as hosts and people who deliver information, hopefully we can keep this ball rolling and just, and just keep it moving and make us and create an atmosphere, an atmosphere where everybody can take part and everybody can get along. That's what it's all about. I'm not sitting up here talking because I like hearing myself talk. I'm doing it because I need to get information out to people and we all need to be better, feel better, and do better. That's what it's all about. Um, so I want to give a quick plug to Maureen Gassick, who sent us the information about the Holiday Bazaar. Shouts out to you, Maureen Gassick, out there. Uh, Maureen Gassick represents BCS, um, and they are the people who brought the MCIP to reality. That's the Manufacturing Careers Internship Program. Uh, it's changing lives, changing a lot of lives, and young people are able to work and uh, become progressive, become hard workers, and learn a trade or learn a career, not just a job, a career. That's what it's all about. Okay, this week is the International Women of Influence. I met so many people that love GMA. It's honestly beautiful what GMA is created. Thank you very much, Addie. I appreciate that, my sister. I appreciate that. Shouts out. Yay! Shouts out to you, too. Shouts out. This show exists for everybody to have that voice. And when it comes to having that voice, that's also women as well. We got to make sure that women have their voice. I'm proud. I'm absolutely proud when I see someone getting that spotlight and getting that shout that didn't get it before. That's what I'm in it for. And you guys know that about me. Okay, Noticias Imamosas number four is coming up this Sunday at Tavern on Broadway, 24 North Broadway from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We cut the time down. We're not going to do three hours anymore. We're just going to do two hours. Uh, keep it quick, keep it concise, and let people have the rest of their day to themselves. So from 11 a.m. to noon, we will be interviewing Victoria Hyla Maldonado. She is an author, a uh, great person. 
a great mom and friend of the show. We'll be interviewing her, and uh, she will be raffling off a copy of Awake in Elysian Fields. That's her book. We'll pull names or pull numbers out of a hat, and if you get that lucky number, you will be a winner. Michelle Gums, have a great day today, everyone. Leaving in a few minutes for a meeting. Love you all. We appreciate you very much, Michelle. You have a wonderful day. Michelle Gums is on Kane County board. So, yeah, she got to make sure we all good. Yes. Yes. Got to get to that meeting. Can you imagine being late to your meet your boss's man? Where were you? I was listening to Good Morning Aurora. Aha, what? One of these days, that's going to be a good reason to stay home from school. Mom, I'm sick. What did the teacher say? Oh, what happened? Hey, good morning, Aurora coming on. Hey, oh, it's okay, little little Jimmy. You can stay home. Get you some soup. Stay in bed. Yeah, good morning, Aurora. That's right. Yeah. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Moving right along with some more things that I have for you. I told you about the Veterans Breakfast. I told you about the museum card. I told you... Oh, my goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. Here's what I did not tell you. I have more. I have something else. And Monica's gone, so I got to do this myself. I have another piece of that thing that you love that's called... Immigration. Why don't they come here the right way? This is a program that's going to be live streamed and it's presented to us by the League of Women Voters of the Aurora area and the Aurora Public Library. It'll be live streamed on their Facebook page. This will be taking place January 11th of next year at 6.30 p.m. at the Santori Library, 101 South River Street here in downtown Aurora. Guest speakers are Linnea Wendell. She served as the president and CEO of VNA Healthcare since 1999. VNA Healthcare is a patient-centered, community-based, not-for-profit healthcare provider. Jenny Grabelski, the supervising attorney for Justice for Our Neighbors, which provides free, high-quality legal services for low-income immigrants. And Beatriz Rosa, Executive Director of Family Focus Aurora, which provides immigrant families and individuals with uh, bilingual services to provide pathways to success. Once again, it's going to be January 11th at 6.30 p.m., the uh, Santori Library. I'm happy to promote anything that League of Women Voters does. That is very important. We will continue to change lives by participation. All right. Alive Teen Center has the mentorship program that is back every day from 3 to 7 p.m. during drop-in hours. The purpose of the mentorship program is to create positive peer relationships between middle school students and upperclassmen by spending time together, trying new things, and discovering what makes them come alive. Both mentor and mentee will gain a greater sense of belonging and confidence. Mentees are middle school students, mentors of the high school juniors and seniors. For more information or to apply, please visit www.alivecenter.org or email jeff at alivecenter.org. Shouts out to our friends of Alive. Good stuff. All right. Now, check this out. Here's something interesting. There's a ribbon cutting taking place this Saturday for Miss Jana's Candy, uh, brought to us by our friends of the Quad County African American Chamber of Commerce, 1649 Montgomery Road, Suite 10, and it starts at 1 p.m. All of you are invited. All of y'all. You like candy? I know you do. So please go on out there for the Quad County African American Chamber of Commerce's ribbon cutting ceremony for Miss Jana's Candy. Oh, good stuff. All right. Once again, it starts at 1 p.m., 1649 Montgomery Road. The time is 8.49 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We are blessed and highly favored up in here. Okay. So the uh, yesterday, or excuse me, Tuesday was the ACA Marketplace Open Enrollment, Get Covered, Illinois. Hopefully, if you guys did not check that out, um, you are covered, but the marketplace, ACA marketplace open enrollment is now open and it closes January 15th of next year. GetCoveredIllinois.gov. Your health coverage answers start there. This was brought to us by Congressman Bill Foster and State Representative Barbara Hernandez. I was able to tune into that and it was very good, very helpful, and uh, allows a lot of people to understand and access information. Get covered. Remember, open enrollment 
is uh, open now, and it goes until January 15th. All right, all right, all right. Couple more things to go over before I deliver my message to you guys. Um, my message of the day. Uh, the last thing I'm going to tell you about is probably one of the most important things taking place here in the city, <clears throat> or to take place rather. Excuse me. Uh, the Aurora City Council already unanimous, unanimously approved the plans for the large apartment complex that's coming on the Fox River. That'll be in between La Quinta and. Jake's Bagel, right there behind the Aurora Township building. Uh, Alderman approved the DAC Development LLC plan. 246 units, $70 million apartment complex. Um, Mayor Richard Irvin said the development will be the first ground up construction downtown in more than a decade. Quote, they are willing to take a chance on Aurora. They believe in us. This is absolutely a beautiful development. It's on the Fox River, which runs through the heart of our community. And this will create a synergy downtown. Uh, Mr. Irvin made his remarks after he met with Mr. Daniel Resco, the president and owner of DAC Developments, with other principals in the development surrounding them. Uh, Mayor Irvin signed the revolution, approving those plans, uh, while Mr. Resco was seated next to him. And I saw that, actually, on the city's... Uh, I was watching it live. Uh, that was really good, man. That's really good. I, you know, you know, look, you guys know me by now. We know each other by now. You know, I said, look, I don't care who's doing it. As long as it's something good. And the naysayers and the nitpickers and all these people, oh, when there was no development, they was always wondering, why is the mayor developing something? Now that, the, now that there's development, why isn't the mayor kissing puppies? You know, you, you can't please everybody, right? So rally behind the troops. What did John F. Kennedy say? Ask not. What your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Why don't we replace country with city and make the city Aurora? Ask not what Aurora can do for you. Rather, ask what you can do for Aurora. Yay! And you know what? That's my quote. If y'all use that, just give some shots out to me. The time is now 8.53 a.m. Okay. Along the riverfront, the developers would create open space that would include some kind of park along with bringing the Fox Valley Park District bike path through it. That is a good, uh, a good initiative right there. Man, ride your bike. See the sights. I love it. Uh, the development will have primarily studio and one-bedroom apartments, although some 40 units will be two- and three-bedroom apartments. The building will be on five stories with private balconies on about 45% of the units. Great stuff. I can't wait to see this development and see what it looks like. Um, I mean, the pictures can only tell you so much. You look at the pictures, you're like, okay, wow, it looks nice. It looks big. It looks fancy. But wait until, uh, wait until it actually gets built. All right. My last, my last, oh, actually, um, that's what I meant to do as well. Just the other day, I believe yesterday, there was a tragic school shooting um, in Michigan. And good morning, Aurora, right now will take a moment of silence for the victims of that school shooting. Time is now 8.54 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right. So my last message of the day is for veterans. It also is for law enforcement. And it's for the community as well. Um, I actually I actually want to I want to say and use my voice at the moment. Um, I want to say that I, good morning, Aurora, we by extension, we will always be a supportive, helpful voice for veterans and for law enforcement. 
we are also and have been and always will be um, a voice for social justice and positive change in the community and in the world. But the two don't have to negate. They don't have to cancel each other out. And quite frankly, they can't cancel each other out. Our listeners are people who their father was a police officer or a state trooper. Maybe their husband right now is a police officer or a sheriff's deputy. We have people who listen to Good Morning Aurora who are current members of law enforcement. One of the things that has been slight, well, I won't even say slightly. One of the things that has been unfortunate is that I feel and I've noticed that so many people take an either or or stance. That is to say, I only will speak to these people. I'm not going to speak to law enforcement. I only will speak to these people. I'm not going to speak to veterans. Or we're not going to highlight and promote because I'm a because I'm an anti-war person. I'm not going to talk to veterans or because I do stand up for social justice. I'm not going to talk to the police. Good morning, Aurora is proof positive that you do not have to be an either or or type of person. You can do both. The reason that you can do both or the reason why you can do both is because no matter who the person is, the message remains. So if you get rid of this person and you want to only highlight this message, that other person is still going to be there. And their story is still is still going to be there. And not only is the story going to be there, you have to think about someone other than yourself. You cannot be selfish. To do what I do, you cannot be selfish. I don't want people to listen to the show and think, I, I'm listening to anti-cop news. I don't want people to listen to the show and think that they're only listening to cop news. I want the people who have loved ones, who have parents, who have a grandfather or an uncle or whoever. I want those people to be able to appreciate what their family member or husband or spouse does, but also learn with us. That's the whole thing. You can do both. It is possible. And Good Morning Aurora is showing you that. So many times I would sit back and I'd watch an interview. And I can I can tell that the interviewer has an agenda. I can tell how they want it to look. And I think that's wrong. I think that the only agenda we as a collective team here of listeners and of, as a host, I think the only agenda that we should have is an agenda that is going to be constructive. Building, creating, helping, bringing people together. That's what our mission and our goal is, to be constructive. I will not... And Good Morning Aurora will never sacrifice another person's experience just to get a quick hit. We will not denigrate or bash others just to attract other listeners. The whole purpose of what we do here at this show and what we try to stand for is a mindset and an atmosphere of doing both. You can do both. You can highlight social justice and you can tell the stories of law enforcement. You can critique law enforcement and highlight social justice. You can say that we should have a stronger, more inclusive society while also shouting out the, the small details of what is not making us a strong and inclusive society. You can do both. And there's only one way to do both.
You have to not be selfish. You have to listen to other people. And you have to truly care about making sure that they get heard. If you want respect, you have to give respect. Take care of yourself and each other.